Chris brought up the old uh, "What's up?" Super Bowl ad, uh, you know, because th- it's been remade, and uh, you know, brought to mind this article that I saw uh, this weekend. WhatsApp, you know that popular. Uh, I think Facebook bought it, but it's an app, and so it's it's like so you can um, instant message with people and with groups of people. People use it all over the place. You know where I noticed most people use it is if you are going to Europe and you're uh, you have any European friends, they love WhatsApp, and they use it to communicate directly with each other in, in big groups. And uh, uh, you know sometimes I've noticed that Airbnb owners and hosts will ask me, "Do you have a WhatsApp?" And I'm like, "No, I don't have a WhatsApp. We can't communicate on that. They don't want to spend the num- the uh, money on minutes." Uh, as far as data is concerned, so they just want to, or uh, with their phone, you know, texting data is concerned, so they want to go, you know, Wi-Fi with the WhatsApp to communicate with you. Um, if you are one of those people that has an older operating system, as of this past weekend, devices that use an iPhone, iOS 8, and older Android uh, 23.7 will not be supported by the uh, the software anymore. So you can't have WhatsApp on your phone. To me, that seems absolutely ridiculous, and it seems to be a trend. Like, they're not the only ones that um, have not upgraded their software or in a bid to upgrade their software to make it work better. It doesn't work on certain operating systems. Like, I had this problem with an old iPad. I like to hold on to my tech. I don't like to just dispose of it. I think it's, you know, that's irresponsible, and what's the point? It's costly. So I have this old iPad and I wanted to work Netflix on it, went to to use it and Netflix wasn't supported anymore. So I upgraded and go figure, still couldn't use Netflix. This is becoming something that we are running across far too often. Adam Oldfield is a tech expert. You've heard him on the show before. He's our 640 Toronto tech expert. He joins the program. Welcome to the show. Hey Kelly, how are you? <laughs> Sounds like you're frustrated actually with your with your old tech not working. I am. But... I am because I'm one of those people that I like to reuse things like for instance, I still have my old iPod with the spinning hard drive. Every once in a while it will start to skip and I'll bring it into an Apple store, they'll pop it open, move a cord and then close it up and it's good to go again and people look at me like, "What is that?" I'm like, "It's it's the iPod." And they're like, well, I'm the same way. I, I walk around with a Palm Pilot. Okay. It just kind of confuses people a little bit when I pull it out and they're like, what's that new phone? And I think, you know, and, and I use it for nostalgic reasons only because it was one of the first handheld units. And I, I 100% agree with everything you're saying is, is the idea of the tech should last years. Uh, and, and truthfully, your iPod and uh, your iPads, or if you're using any of the other technology that's been around for the last 15 years, it it will work with what the system's currently on. But uh, the upgrades or the elements we're seeing right now is that it's requiring a lot of up- upgraded units, such as newer iPhones, new Androids, um, particularly uh, jumping into the WhatsApp co- uh, discussion. Yeah. Um, one of the big things, and, and this is interesting, when you talk about like WhatsApp is really making some noise, as you, as you pointed out, WhatsApp is very popular in Europe, South America, uh, Africa, and, and, and a lot of countries in India specifically, uh, it is owned by Facebook. But here's one of the rumors I've heard, and I believe truthfully is the reason. We know that, you know, we're getting political here with the whole Trump administration and everything with the Android not working on Huawei. And Huawei is the third largest phone next to, of course, Apple and Samsung. Harmony, the operating system, is coming out for Huawei. And since Google is not allowing it, 
this is what I understand is that the WhatsApp was going to be uh, updated to the latest security reasons, which they're using as one of their, uh, we need to have proper security. It needs to run on the most latest operating system. I believe, and I believe this is a fact, it needed to be integrated into the new Huawei Harmony operating system. Hmm. So that's one of the reasons I understand, and that's going to be happening with a lot of software that is popular in Europe or in other countries other than North America specifically, is because we're going to see the new operating system come out from Huawei. Um, and in that process, they are the third largest uh, uh, cell phone maker, which popular, again, runs WhatsApp. So that's one reason, not to disclose the, well, why is our tech outdated and it doesn't last, but that's the one specifically for WhatsApp. What, why don't app companies or, you know, uh, have legacy software for apps or, you know, companies that own the phones? Like, can't you just have a build in a legacy software so that we can still use our tech? You could, except for the fact that, like describing again, your iPod, easily fixable. It probably has a lot of components that are sitting in a recycling yard somewhere because it doesn't rely on the streaming system. You have to plug it into your computer. It allows you to uh, connect directly and download your your music. But a lot of the technology that's within the last seven years is all being required to run off of the cloud. And what cloud? Amazon cloud, iCloud, Google cloud, all of these cloud clouds that are out there. And we hear every week, if not every day, another security breach of, you know, this major uh, uh, operator has now been uh, uh, violated and and has been hacked. Uh, This credit card company has been hacked. And a lot of these systems are reliant on the operating system. So in that, what is the reason of upgrading hardware is the fact that they, uh, they synchronize, but they also capable of running their own biometric security system. So you, if you you have an iPhone or an Android, you probably have used your fingerprint or maybe your retinal or facial scans. These are all elements that are requiring uh, the upgrades to happen, meaning that to get into your WhatsApp or your other programs, banking systems, apps, you need to use your biometric signature to get into it. If you're running a phone that's like an iPhone 7, an iPhone 6, a 5, they're not going to be compatible any longer due to the fact that the security doesn't allow it uh, with the new upgraded systems but can't we stay in the unupgraded system like continue using the version of whatsapp we were using maybe you won't see somebody's emoji or somebody's you know fun little gift but who cares well, the answer would be yes in normal terms, except that they all need to run off the same uh, synchronized system. So your old system that doesn't have the, you know, the, the poop emoji, whatever that is, that you were like, I really like that. That would be something that maybe in the upgrade would not be uh, work. So you would get some weird text or characters mm-hmm. across the board that you would go, what is this? Right. So to keep the universal experience of the software um, to be on equal playing ground, um, then and that is one of the main reasons why it's requiring everyone to say you need to be able to upgrade if it's going to work. And that's one of their claims. Everyone, okay. the, the popular thing is we all upgrade. You talk about the universal experience and to keep it, you know, uh, uh, equal for everyone. But is there not a risk that these companies are running here of really upsetting consumers? Because we are being asked to recycle and reuse. And I think tech companies aren't playing along here. They want you to replace your tech, your hardware, you know, because they've changed their iOS software. And to me, that just seems so incredibly uh, short-sighted when it comes to the, the health of the planet. 
It is, 100%. But I'd also like to point out, in 2016, they tried to come up with a device that would be uh, upgradable, and they called it module. They were module devices, similar to uh, the old days you buy your computer and you could replace a hard drive, replace the memory. Well, in 2016, actually as far back as 2013, they had module smartphones. Um, LG came out with it. Google actually said they were going to launch it in 2017. Uh, I think it was Lenovo, which is Motorola. uh, all came out with module phones. And what was unique about it was that you could pull apart, very well pull it apart, take out elements that you could upgrade. So if you wanted a bigger battery, you could pull it out, replace it uh, a stronger battery. If you wanted a better camera, the lens could be replaced, a projector. Um, all of this was very popular. It was Google, LG, and uh, Lenovo, or Motorola, came out with this in 2016 at very, very dismal sales. And I'll tell you the reason why was, and this is going back, you know, however four years ago, was that uh, they called it dongle life. And they were making this big joke at the time Apple was replacing their, uh, their, their dongles or the connections when they were removing and trying to compact everything into one unit so you wouldn't have to replace your battery any longer. It became, and they did a market survey, and what they discovered was the LG, when they came out with this phone, it was going to be rev- revolutionary. No longer do you need to upgrade the actual phone, buy the parts as they upgrade. Well, sure enough, what happened was the consumers didn't want it. And the reason was they had to carry extra parts. So you might have went to work and said, oh, shoot, I forgot my camera dongle, or I Mm. I forgot my projector. So what happened is we as society got comfortable with just let me buy a better unit with everything in it. So that was something to say that they didn't think about it. They tried, but the market did not demand it. Really? So it's all about convenience and we're tied to convenience. I want to talk about the Sonos um, speakers. Apparently, if you have older Sonos speakers, they'll stop working too. I find that their speakers, I mean, that to me, it, it, you know, it seems negligent on the part of the company, uh, you know, that I've invested all this money to, you know, set up my home with Sonos speakers that will be useless. They'll be bricks at some point. I mean, it makes me want to go back to the old, kick it old school with my um, <laughs> my vinyl. Well, and, and to think that the, I mean, Sonos is an unfortunate story when you think about the, they were one of the first smart devices and quality smart devices when it came to speakers and, and amplifiers and, and everything with audio. They were the leader when it came to quality sound uh, in speakers, smart speakers, so to speak. So um, in that process, yes, they made the announcement and they, they've been in the news quite a bit recently. And the one element about them, and, and I'm, I'm speaking as a business operator, not necessarily the, it's not right with their speakers is Sonos made a big mistake. They made a very, very drastic error about six years ago, and that was they collaborated with Amazon and with Google, and they more or less identified that they wanted to incorporate their speak technology, their smart technology, into their speakers because that was the latest craze. Everyone's Google, everyone's Amazon. Right, we want smart homes. Right. So they jumped into this bandwagon with them. And when they were sharing some of their proprietary information with Google and Amazon, and there's a big court case right now. Sonos is in a massive court case and they're a big company, but not big enough to go up against both Amazon and Google. Um, They're in this proprietary fight at this moment. What does that mean is that they gave up their information about how their smart tech would work with their speakers. And now Amazon and Google have been able to use their Goliath capabilities to create their own speaker units 
um, which we've seen in Google Home and, and Alexa. So now there's a big court case out there. And Sonos, unfortunately, yes, the older technology isn't able to upgrade or to be able to be compatible due to the fact that they're – uh, partnerships and collaborations with Google and, and, and Alexa have been now uh, deteriorated. They're not being able to be supported in the way that they were when they first were developed. Therefore, yes, we're going to have unbelievable, beautiful sounding bricks. And, and that's due to the fact that when you have such big companies you're partnering with that do have that sound smart technology that is obviously becoming more popular than your speaker systems, which is very isolated, it put them in a bit of a back burner. So uh, that is an extremely sad case, but a very likely one and a lesson for any any company yeah. that wants to integrate. This is what you're dealing with when you're dealing with the Goliath. Okay, well, let me ask you this, because a lot of us are now looking at not only we've got smart homes, we've got smart systems set up, clearly not me because I kick it old school, um, but there are people now that are investing in smart microwaves that are Alexa enabled and smart refrigerators. Are these going to turn into big, beautiful bricks? Like, should is there a um, a lesson or that we can learn from you know the Sonos story or the story of WhatsApp not being supported anymore on certain uh, pieces of tech when the iOS system is out of date? Absolutely. And I think unless unless you're buying a product specifically from a major manufacturer, um, for example, I believe that, you know, Amazon has its own line of microwaves. But if you're going to be buying a Frigidaire with a, with an Alexa connected with it, I wouldn't be surprised that Frigidaire and, and Amazon at one point part ways. Um, a Samsung device, uh, and I'm not proprietarily giving support on any of these devices, but if you're going to buy a Samsung device and you're thinking it's a washer, a dryer, a fridge, whatever Samsung makes, uh, and it's integrated with their sound system, which is Bixby, um, you're probably going to be safe to know that Samsung's going to continue to grow and develop and upgrade those units. So you're going to be, I would say right now, they, the average of most appliance that are smart, and I'm using my air quotes, uh, are probably giving you between three at most five years. So if you're willing to spend the money and get a five-year return, that's how you're going to want to divide that cost purchase. If you're spending more than what a five-year return would be able to get you, you're wasting your money. So are we going to see a day and age where we just start to rent things as opposed to buy them? Absolutely. I think the leasing game will be a business model when it comes to technology by by stretch. I mean, we know that leasing is usually three to five years, depending on what the product or the item is. And and we saw that already. Apple coming out with their new credit card that comes out is uh, got zero interest on their Apple products. And they're now going to be rolling out. If you use your Apple card and do your purchase and finance it directly through Apple, you'll be able to get a new iPhone over two years directly through their Apple credit system. I wouldn't be surprised as we're going to hear more about it from Nike. We're going to hear it from uh, most of these brands are coming out with their own credit lines that would say you can now lease a pair of smart shoes and they'll be able to through their Nike credit system and you'll be able to upgrade. So buy it at this low monthly payment. And in that payment, it would be $29.99 for two years. You'll get a fresh pair of Nikes in the next 18 months. Wait a minute. What do the smart shoes allow you to do? Put one foot in front of the other? Well, they, they have sound, they got music, they tell you how long you've been walking, oh, how, how heavy you are, how much carbs you're eating. They're, they come with all sorts of great features. <laughs> I didn't even know these existed. Adam, it's always interesting talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us.